Yo, yo, what up? Or as my grandma used to say every single time that she would see my brothers and myself, Hello, sweethearts. With the accent that I couldn't mimic quite perfectly, but regardless. How is everybody doing? How's your week going? Hopefully it's going well. This may sound a little bit different because I'm using a kind of road setup. I'm on a semi-vacation, not a full vacation, but the semi-vacation. And it couldn't have come at a better time. I know last week I alluded to not being the person who insults people when they're on vacation and says, oh, I hope it's not too cold back in New York. Oh, congratulations. You're on your seven-day little thing, and then you're going to go back to your 51 weeks of misery until then you get that one more week where you can brag for yet another 51 weeks of misery. However, I must say, this is this is somewhat of an exception because I left New York, and it was standard winter, standard cold winter. You know, every day you go outside, oh, what is it, 36? All right. But since I've left, it's been it's been Canadian winter. First, the first two days I was down here in Florida, I was texted being told that it was it felt like single digits. So first, the absolute cold came. And then inches and inches and feet of snow, never-ending snow. Meanwhile, I'm at the beach with my younger brother. And I'm not going to lie. It made me feel better. It made me slightly happier knowing that those other people were miserable out there. And you can call that miserable. It is what it is. But it's kind of like when I'm on one side of the highway and there's absolutely no traffic. And then I look over at the other side and it's bumper to bumper. I'm happy. And I'm, oh, I think I'm happy just because I've been the other guy so many times. I've seen that story on Instagram where people are partying in Cabo as I'm freezing my ass off, shoveling my mom's driveway or something. So this is going to be the one time I'm really going to enjoy it. I mean, it is, it's fantastic. I'm going to Disney. I'm going to the Super Bowl kind of events, not the actual Super Bowl, but I'm going events related to the Super Bowl. It it feels like I'm stealing. That's why this feels, it feels like I'm stealing. And you know what they say, a stolen dollar feels better than an earned one. <laughs> that is 100% not true. No, do not, do not hold me to that quote. It is 100% not true, but it does feel like, it feels like I'm stealing here. If it makes you feel any better, I didn't get off scot-free. I completely forgot about this because it just leaves my mind after October. But I got crushed by mosquitoes the other night. I went for a jog and I came back with seven mosquito bites. And I just went, oh, don't they just fully go away those winter months? And mosquitoes love me. Now that I got bit, they, they alerted the authorities. Like that Amber Alert on your cell phone, they all know I'm in town. So I took the flight down there, made sure I got a window seat. You gotta, You always got to try to get that window seat. Obviously, the next best would be the aisle, but if you're if you're over 5'9", that leg's getting cracked by the cart. So if you fall asleep, leg's dangling out, your knee is getting bashed. You gotta go window seat. On the chance that you're sitting next to some obese, grotesque individual, that window seat, the curvature of the window, 
gives you like an extra 7% room that you can really smudge yourself into if need be. So I always go window seat. And then at the end of this flight, what did those people do? They do it every time. You had the group of clappers. The clappers. I always used to hate the clappers. To quote Tywin Lannister, Jugglers and singers require applause. Why are we applauding for these people? Like when your dermatologist <laughs> spreads your ass cheeks to check the status of your hemorrhoid, do you turn around at the end and look at it? Oh, an applause? No. But I will say this. There was considerably less clapping than when I was younger. Like When I was younger, the whole plane used to clap. They were down to like seven clappers. And I'm kind of regretting saying that I hated clappers because that just signifies where society is at. We are significantly more miserable that only about seven people clap for the successful landing of the airplane. I always used to say I wish that that was the case and now I'm, I've got buyer's remorse. There is a reason that I use that hemorrhoid analogy. I have a friend. I guess he confided in me enough to the point where he felt comfortable telling me that he had a hemorrhoid issue and what he had to do to deal with it. And I must say, that takes some courage because even lifelong friends, I do not know if I would reveal potential hemorrhoid issues to them. But he did, and I'm kind of happy he did because what he told me is memorable to say the least which is why i'm even bringing it up right now so this guy that i know he had to deal with hemorrhoids and from what i understand it's it's inflammation somewhere in like you know around the anus whether i guess internal external it was preventing him from being comfortable it was enough to the point where he had to go to the doctor. So I guess he, if he sat down for a long time, he would be in a significant amount of discomfort. So he goes to the doctor, and the way he explained it to me, he goes, do you think there's going to be some futuristic way to deal with this? Like there was just going to be some sort of, I don't know, <laughs> pleasant-looking device that kind of analyzes it and then does what it has to do, and the thing shrinks, and then it's over with? <laughs> he said the process for the mere process for detecting the severity of the hemorrhoid they <laughs> they like they bent him over the table the medical chair whatever you call that thing is that you'd lay on at the doctor they bent him over it like some prostitute and spread his ass cheeks apart and literally taped them open they taped his ass cheeks open like spread so that they can just get a direct look inside this guy's ass now I'm not, i think i just live my whole life with the hemorrhoid and just deal with the pain i'm like unless maybe you hear stories maybe the doctor's just some freak they had the guy bent over the table with his ass cheeks spread out with tape on both ass cheeks spreading them fully open like, are you kidding me? 
this is how you detect hemorrhoids? No quick x-ray or something where they could figure it out? They have to tape your ass cheeks open and look in with like a monocle like the Monopoly guy? <laughs> he told me that story one time. And that was all the times I needed to hear it. Because I remember it vividly. And all I know is if I got some anal itching, I ain't going to the doctor, I'll tell you that. That's actually the medical term for it. Like you see it on the back of hydrocortisone and whatnot. Potential symptoms of uh, or relief of insect bites. And if you go down the list, it, it makes its way to anal itching. That's the appropriate term. I would have thought there was something better than that. Anal itching. That sounds like, it sounds like a subcategory on Pornhub. Anal itching. I've never heard that used in a sentence. I've heard someone say, my ass is itching, I got an itchy ass. Never heard, I've dealt with severe anal itching. So yeah, if you got hemorrhoids, I feel for you. Not for the issue, I don't feel for you in that regard. I feel for the embarrassment you're going to have to feel. So look, if you do have to go, if you do have to get this checked, whatever you do to look up your doctor, you can't go to, don't go to your regular doctor. (laughs) Because you you have like a 5 year, 10 year, 20 year relationship with that person. You find a new doctor for your hemorrhoids. And you go to the website, the 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 those medical websites. Forget that there's a really popular one where, where you can research. It's like the Yelp for doctors. And you go find the face of the person that you'd be most okay with looking directly up your asshole while your cheeks are taped to the sides. You have to shop based on that and that only. Keep that in your head. My ass cheeks, I'm going to be bent over a table, my ass cheeks spread open. Who is the person that I'm okay with looking directly in the hole? And then you select the appropriate doctor based on that. (laughs) Oh my God, what a concept that is. So I visited my brother down in college down here. Checked it out. He's got a great setup. We went to the beach on Saturday. I, I met a bunch of people that he knows from his school. And you know, no matter how many generations go on, there's there are certain names if you're born with, you're just an, you're just attractive. Now, I I can't speak on the guys end of the spectrum, maybe girls can fill me in on a later date, but as far as girls, there are specific names that if you're born with, you're automatically hot. You're boosted, something happens to your physiology along the way that makes you more attractive. So let me give you some of these family feud, like the top three family feud board names where I believe if you're born with this name, you're hot. You're just hot. Number three is Danielle. A lot of hot Danielles out there. I can't remember too many being like, oh, Danielle, yeah, she's gross. No, no. No, Danielles are always pretty good. Then number two, Victoria. Victoria. And I feel like the Vickies get a little worse. But the ones who keep Victoria always seem to be hot. Or maybe they go with Tori or something like that. Vickies, I feel like they're brought back down to the pack. But Victoria's... Right on that family feud board. And number one, and for me this... It couldn't be easier, and it probably has to do with my affinity for Saved by the Bell, but even in my personal life. The name Kelly. How many disgusting Kellys do you know? 
just doesn't happen. Coincidentally, that's why there aren't many Kellys up in New England. You know, one of the least used names up in. No, I'm just. I completely made that up. But I'll. I'll never pass on a chance to throw New England a quick elbow. What do you want from me? They screwed me. I'm down here in Tampa. I'm seeing. I'm seeing just dozens of blondes walk by at all times. Everyone's attractive. I went to school in New England, the city of sevens, which is kind of being generous, where North Face jackets reign supreme, freckles and lack of skin pigment reigned supreme. I'll always have a deep-rooted, hatred's too strong of a word, because I'm happy to tell you when I hate something. I don't hate these people. Many of them were cool, but it it was just a, a frustration because it shifted the whole scales. The problem with women in Boston, the whole scales were shifted. If there was a, a a seven in New York, she immediately went up to an eight point three in Boston. It was very frustrating because then it threw everything out of whack. Because because then someone like me from New York goes up to goes up to them, and it's like the Canadian dollar. You have to know the exchange rate. Then I have to perform as if I'm talking to an eight point three, but it wasn't an eight point three. It was a Boston eight point three, which was a New York seven and an LA five. And a Philadelphia 9. Yeah, from what I've heard, I don't even have personal experience, but there's a guy I know. <laughs> and I, I trust him because he's very miserable. And he calls himself a Philly 6 and a New York 2. So <laughs> so I'm going to trust his word on that one. Yeah, so if you're running a brothel out there, you should name the girls, because I would assume they don't, <laughs> they don't go by their birth names. Slap them with Danielle. Victoria, Kelly, and maybe even a Marissa in there. Marissa was a close one. That almost made the family feud board. I'm not really a prostitute guy, though. I was never really... It's never really for me. <laughs> you know what my problem is? I don't like that everybody has access to the same prostitutes. Because I'm a regular guy. I'm a right re- Like, I... I don't like that me... And Dom LaGreca get to access the same people at a theoretical bordello. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't like that me and Dom LaGreca walk into the same place and they go, all right, well, and they pull the ropes back. All right, here are the girls. No, what I think, what I think they should do, I think when you walk in the door, the girls should rate you. You should be rated by the girls. Let's say I come in and they go, Andy, you're a, hmm, you're a seven. So what that means is that all the girls that they have there, they are ranked one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Now, where do those rankings come from? A variety of factors. But regardless, they've ranked me a seven. What that means, I can choose any girl from category one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And obviously, I would go as high as I can go. I go seven. Because then at least I know that the only other people in there were other people kind of like me. Because when Dom LaGreca's fat ass walks in there, they're going to look at him, you're a two. And you're lucky we gave you that just because you got a good job. And then the Dom LaGrecas of the world can choose out of window one or window two. And then he's going to watch me walk right by him. So many sections up that he can't even see me anymore. 
And then if you implement that, maybe maybe I'll reconsider my uh, prostitution disposition. You know why I'm getting filthy like this? Because it's audio only. You know, when I look into the camera, it's like someone's looking back and I kind of, I'm a little more embarrassed, but now I'm speaking down to this little microphone. I'll tell you anything. I'll tell you anything. <laughs> with everything that's happened to me in the last two months with my brother passing away, the way I've explained it to people since then is maybe it's because of my personality. I have been able to enjoy things in little pieces. Like when I do these videos and stuff like that, I can fully I can fully be in the moment and it goes off to the side, but it's like a fly in the room. That's been my analogy to everybody. No matter what you do, you can forget about it quickly, just like when a fly's in the room, but it just always circles back and then you're thinking about it. It's been that way essentially from the time it started straight through to when I left. And I will say that since I've been in Florida, I don't know if it's the scenery. I don't know if it's just because... I'm not around so many things that remind me of my older brother. It has been kind of a, not, not a burden off the shoulder, because I don't want to think about it any less. I don't want to remember it any less. But it has allowed me that luxury for slightly longer stretches to enjoy myself without the fly in the room circling back. And it's been nice to have that happen. The really fascinating dynamic ever since he was born is the age difference between my younger brother and me and my older brother. There's a significant age difference. However, I don't know if this says a lot about me, but he never really felt it as much. Maybe just because of my personality. Like I'm not some prickly old man. I don't know. He says, you kind of act like one of my friends. You're just older. But with that said, all the things that I enjoyed are from essentially the previous generation. So as he's growing up, my older brother and I are showing Vincent, you know, 90s comedy movies like, you know, Wayne's World, Wayne's World 2, Road Trip and the American Pies, all the stuff that we would have been watching when we were his age as he was going through high school and whatnot. So he, by virtue of being related to us, kind of watched all this stuff. And now with the way things, how dynamically they've shifted in, in what you're quote unquote allowed to make, like it's crazy how many times you'll be watching a movie now and you say, oh my God, you can never make that now. It's literally every movie, every movie you watch from like 10 years ago, you find yourself at one point saying, oh, they can never make that now, which is quite honestly a disgrace. Just from a from a performer, a writer, somebody who wants to create stuff for other people, what that essentially means is, quote unquote, you could never make that now, means that the pieces of artwork are, that are ending up in front of you on a screen or wherever are being painted with fewer colors than the pieces of artwork that were presented to you before that. Now, in your opinion, which artwork do you think is going to be more fascinating? or better to the eye. The one that was made with fewer colors or more colors. I would have never in a million years thought that the trajectory would come back down. It's crazy. I would have never, I would have lost all my money. You want to talk about people and game stock? You want to talk about game stock stock? That's a weird say, game stock stock? You want to talk about game stop stock going up? I would have lost all my money if there was a stock that had you bet on what was going to be allowed on TV. 
You went from I Love Lucy to real sex on HBO. You think I would ever believe it was going to trend back down to I Love Lucy? And don't kid yourself, my friends. We are literally on that path. We are back on the way to I Love Lucy. Well, I'm getting off topic here. I want to wheel, let me wheel this back. So we always used to watch movies. And, and the one particular movie that you see in the back of my studio framed is License to Drive, which is even before my time. But my older brother and I enjoyed it so much when we were kids that we showed it to Vincent when he was young and he enjoyed it. So we decided we're going to watch it with Vincent's roommates. and So these people who were born decades after this movie, we decided we're going to sit down and watch License to Drive with them. See, the beautiful thing that this wouldn't be the equivalent of me being sat down and being shown stuff from the 60s and 70s. If, if you sat me down in 2003 and tried to show me something from the 1960s, it looked like absolute trash. Like, I'm, I can't watch this. Listen to it. I can't hear the. It's fuzzy. It doesn't look good. You just can't do that. However, now with the digital mastering of previous films and the converting... You can watch a movie from 1993 and it will look like it was... Go watch Demolition Man on Blu-ray. You're going to think it was shot two days ago. So we're watching this movie. I've watched it so many times as a kid. I know almost every line, which is crazy. I, I, I know when a line is missing. So it gets to this line in the movie. The character during his road test, Les, he almost hits a girl with his car. And when we were kids, my older brother and I always used to just, before she said it, the girl slaps his hood and goes, Hey, watch where you're going, you retard. And look, it was shot in the 80s. That's just the line from the movie. That's it. It's just the line from the movie. Okay, people don't use the term anymore. That's fine. But that's just the line from the movie. The movie didn't have it. The line was not in the movie. That means that there's a group of people who go through even obscure movies. License to Drive is an obscure movie. Like if I were to tell you they went into Ghostbusters, you'd be like, oh, well, everyone saw Ghostbusters. This is License to Drive. A random 80s teen movie. Retard? Like the line is not that, that's the equivalent of me in 10 years, there's a technology exists that something I say now, like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, we own a dog now. And in 10 years, being a dog owner is a term you're not allowed to eat because you don't not allowed to own anything. And my mouth just digitally says, hi, I'm a dog man. But that wasn't the actual line of the original. You can't retroactively change things that are on record. If you want to go retroactively change stories in the past because you know there's no video record of them but the thing is there is video like if i put in my license to drive vhs it's gonna have the line so these random people are going into random movies and making them movies that they weren't because they just hope that there's not a stickler like me out there who's gonna notice one random line from a obscure 1980s movie that's missing and this is one, like, I know that I was not mistaken. This was a line my brother and I said a million times. Now, you can call us bad, but at that time, that was not a bad word. So much to the point, it didn't even have to be bleeped out on Channel 7.
I gave a courtesy Google just to double check my already sure brain. And I put in quotes, watch where you're going, you retard. There was one other stickler in this country would love to meet the guy, but not really. There was a stickler who reviewed the Blu-ray on Amazon and said, why are you adjusting random lines in the movie? I'm not buying this PC shish. But just think about it. License to Drive was my movie. That was mine that had a ton of sentimental value. Your movie could be out there. Maybe Good Burger. Maybe you're a Good Burger guy. And they changed three lines in that. What is going on here? You can't change. This is like Marty McFly looking at his picture and he's just not there anymore. You can't change. You can't change the past. And you know what? Since there isn't a video episode this week, I will track down the original clip. So yes, if I was a stocks person, I would have invested all my money in the TV and movies are about to get way crazier than they already are. I would have lost all my money because we're going back to I Love Lucy, can't say anything even remotely misconstrued as offensive. Hey, I'm happy to enjoy the prime of crazy stuff, though. And also, theoretically, this is going to drive people directly into my arms, so keep it going. Grease up that slide for me. So enjoy the Super Bowl. Hope you can get together with some friends. Have a good time. They are very important things to have. And I will see you next week. I'm not 100% certain if I'll be able to wiggle back into my studio by then. Uh, we will see if I am there. I'll obviously do the video podcast again. Worst case scenario, I have to do one more audio. But you never know. You see, I get, I get, I get a little more raunchy on these audio only. I feel, I feel free. I'm just in a bedroom. I'm just tucked in a corner. I feel like I can say things. Yeah, you know these episodes are going to get used against me in nine years. Good. 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 All right, y'all, that's it for me. I don't even know if I should ask you to share because I don't think anyone's doing it. It's just people, though, man. I can't blame them. You know, they just want to eat the meal and not pay. So thank you for eating my meals and not paying. I at least appreciate that you ate it. Something. I will see you guys next week.